0: Well, another week of hoops is behind us and, well, the Knicks continue to struggle. You are listening to the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation, New York Sports Nation enhancing your New York fan experience. The Knicks go one in three during the week, but the lone win was certainly something to talk about. The Knicks are not only struggling on the court, but they are now struggling with COVID too. Let's roll so we 'll start with Friday night's game in the six R. j. Barrett returned home to Toronto as the Raptors hosted the Knicks. Apparently, about a thousand of Barrett 's friends and family were in attendance a crazy amount of, i don't i don't even think I know a thousand people uh, Jericho Sims inactive uh, Luca Samanach is still down uh, with Westchester oh my goodness with Westchester. Um, first quarter, it wanted to make me carve my eyeballs out of my sockets. Um, the Knicks were absolutely laughable in the first quarter, five for 21 in that first frame from the field, two for eight from deep. The only three pointers made were by Evan Fournier, but his inability to stop a nosebleed on defense continues to be more glaring than the threes. He had a minus 20 in the first quarter. The Raptors shot 41% from the field in the quarter and 56% from deep. Two free throws attempted for the Knicks, nine for the Raptors with eight made. New York simply just not attacking the rim. Uh, Toronto out-rebounded New York by five in the quarter. Uh, The Knicks looked uninterested in the first quarter. It was just awful. Bad defense, um, no rotating um, bad pick-and-roll defense, bad pick-and-pop defense, gambling on defense, and losing 14 points scored by the Knicks in 12 minutes. Simply unacceptable. 31-14 to 14 after one quarter. Second quarter, we see a group of Burks, Quickly, Rose, and Randall, and most importantly, Toppin lead the roaring uh, comeback for the Knicks. The Knicks trailed by 20 at one point and with 4:42 left in the half, Emmanuel quickly hit a 3 that tied things at 39. Quite incredible what can happen with the 78 million dollar Frenchman sitting on the bench. Uh, then the Knicks started to turn the ball over and we're jockeying back on defense. The inconsistency, uh, the in- inconsistency I should say is is beyond frustrating. The lack of defense of this team, led by Tom Thibodeau, let me remind you, is best summarized by the last play of the first half of that contest. Randall's shot was short. It was rebounded at the free throw line by the Raptors. Siakam started to run the floor. Not a soul was back for the Knicks, and it was an easy dunk for Siakam that, uh, with half a second left in the half. run to end the half for the Raptors, 50-42 at the half. Again, the Knicks came back to tie it at 39 just to go ahead and let the Raptors go on an 11-3 run. Um, Toppin had 10 points at the half. Rose and Randall each had 7, but each also had 3 turnovers. 10 first-half turnovers in total for the Knicks, just 3 for the Raptors. Uh, The one positive, the Knicks' bench outscored the Raptors' bench 24-4. The third quarter wasn't pretty as both teams traded baskets and they also traded bricks. Uh, The Knicks momentarily took a 63-62 lead, their first lead since 2-0. Also late in the third quarter, Fournier finally made a great play on defense, uh, stripping the ball away Uh, just to throw it off the back of R.J. Barrett, who wasn't looking as the ball rolled out of bounds. I've had enough of him. He's hurt this team a lot more than Julius Randle has hurt this team this season. He has easily been the worst player on this team. Uh, Barrett had nine points but went one for six from the field. The bulk of his points came from the free throw line in the third uh, quarter. He went seven for eight. Uh, both teams go seven for 22 from the field, but the Raptors go three for 11 from deep while the Knicks went one for nine. New York outscored Toronto in the third 23 to 19 but still trailed 69 to 65. Um, <clears throat> historically, long rebounds have come back to bite the Knicks in the behind um, let's fast forward in the fourth quarter now it 's a one point lead for New York with less than a hundred seconds left. The Raptors had three chances. The Knicks were unable to get a rebound. A third chance after a long rebound led to a Gary Trent Jr. three-pointer to give Toronto the lead with a minute 11 left. Um, the Knicks had a few chances in that, in those last uh, 60, 71 seconds. Um, maybe they forced it to Randall a little bit too much, really. I mean, they forced, they gave the ball to Randall and it was successful getting the ball to Randall most of the time. Um, but he would get immediately double teamed. Um, that's why I say maybe they forced it to Randall, forced it, forced it instead of seeing that Randall was really getting locked up and trying to go a different way. um. But I mean, the ball does have to be in the best in the in the in the hands of your best player, and that's what Julius Randle has been. A lot of people are telling me that Julius Randle has not been the best player for the Knicks. Guess what, guys? He has, and that should be more of a knock on Randle's teammates than on Randle, because Randle has been struggling. I will admit that he has been struggling, but guess what? He's still been the best player, which is not good for the other guys around him. Um. Randall's three at the end it was a it was a great look r j Barrett was driving and um after the game he said that he would take that shot, but he was able to see during that play that Randall, as the trailer had a wide open three, so Barrett kicked it out to him Randall's three for the lead uh rimmed in and out um Gary Trent junior on the other end uh was fouled. He made the first free throw but then missed the second one. Um, and that led to the Knicks getting the rebound and calling a timeout. Uh, the Knicks had six tenths of a second to tie it. Uh, again, down three, but um, it looked as though that maybe Randall started to get the play going a little too early because he started to run around the court while the referee still had the ball in his hands. He hadn't even handed it to the inbounder yet. Um, and I think that that led to the tough. Uh, turnaround jumper that R.J. Barrett tried that was left short. Maybe Siakam fouled him. It was bang-bang. Siakam kind of undercut Barrett a little bit. But again, it was a bang-bang play And um, the Knicks' fall north of the border. Barrett had 19 points on 5-for-16 shooting and 2-for-7 from deep. He's still not shooting the ball well at all. Um, he was able to grab six rebounds in his homecoming. Obi Toppin had 19 points off the bench and 10 rebounds. He looks great. Um, he was being left wide open from deep towards the end of the contest. He went one for five from deep. Um, I guess the Raptors realized, hey, it's Obi Toppin. If if uh, Toppin beats us from deep, we'll live with that. Um, but I'm telling you if Toppin can develop a reliable three pointer, oh man, he can be special. Um, you still needs to work on defense. That's definitely a fact, but, um, he can really take his, his offensive game to the next level if he can develop a jumper. Randall made an impact. He had 13 points and 14 rebounds with five assists on four for nine shooting and one for four from deep. I'm always being told that Randall's the problem, but I mean, 13 points and 14 rebounds with five assists is certainly nothing to to just forget, to kind of just ignore. Rose had 11 points on 13 shots. Evan Fournier, $78 million for four years, had nine points, two rebounds, zero assist in 24 minutes. He played the last three minutes and 40 seconds of the game and had a whopping zero points, zero rebounds, zero assist on zero for, uh, 0, for zero shooting with zero blocks and zero steals. He was out there getting cardio in the late stages of a close game, 78 million dollars that is unacceptable that's going to end up being a huge blemish on Leon Rose's record unless he's able to move that contract Evan Fournier has been nothing but awful for the Knicks all five starters for the Raptors scored in double digits led by Gary Trent Jr.'s 24 points Scotty Barnes had a career high 15 rebounds the Knicks lose to the Raptors 90 to 87 and drop to 12 and 14 we move on to Sunday's matinee, a noon tip-off at the world's most famous arena as Giannis Antetokounmpo and the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, visited Manhattan, um, the Rangers game, uh, after the Knicks game. The Knicks were without Alec Burks for personal reasons as he became a new father, uh, so a big congrats to Big Money AB, um, but the Knicks were even more shorthanded Barrett and Toppin were both placed on the health and safety protocol. Um, Luca Samanach is still down with the Westchester Knicks. So Tom Thibodeau decided to give Quentin Grimes his first career start. Grimes, Randall, Noel, Fournier, and Rose was the starting lineup. And from the start, you can tell that the Knicks were uninterested again. It's incredibly frustrating. I don't even know what other adjective I could use to, to describe the Knicks' lack of interest. Um, the Knicks shot 35% from the field in the first quarter, 7 for 20. They went 1 for 10 from deep. Milwaukee shot 10 for 20 from the field, 2 for 6 from deep. The Knicks were out-rebounded 13 to 7. The Bucks won the first quarter 26 to 16. Grimes had 5 points on 2 for 3 shooting from the field. Excuse me, 1 for 2 from deep. He had three assists and a steal. I don't even want to break this game down. I don't even want to break this game down, if I'm being honest. But Grimes, man. Uh, the second quarter, despite the Knicks shooting, 60% in the frame and 50% from deep and scoring 32 points, the Bucks bested them again, 35 to 32. But Quentin Grimes, man, I'm telling you, eight points in the quarter. 3 for 4 from deep, 2 for 3, excuse me, 3 for 4 from the field, 2 for 3 from deep, and another steal. 13 first half points, 3 assists, 2 steals, for Quentin Grimes in his first start. However, the one knock, his 4 turnovers. Uh, Let's just skip ahead to the third quarter. The Knicks shoot 50% from the field, 54% from deep, and score 31 points in the quarter. But guess what? Again, this team led by Tom Thibodeau, who's known to be a defensive coach. Where's the defense, coach? 32 points scored by the Bucks in the third quarter. 60% from deep, um, the Bucks went. But Quentin Grimes, man, Quentin Grimes, 12 points in the quarter, 4 for 8 from the field, 4 for 7 from deep. Um, he looked great in his first career start. Fourth quarter, the Knicks go 5 for 20. From The field three for 14 from deep. Uh, they scored only 18 fourth quarter points. Unfortunately, Grimes didn't make a field goal in that fourth quarter. He did knock down a pair of free throws, but that was pretty much it. The game wasn't even close. The Bucks beat the Knicks 112 to 97. Giannis had a triple double, but Quentin Grimes, man, 27 points in his first career start, seven three pointers made, nine field goals made in one game. In 39 and a half minutes, Grimes has shown me more than Evan Fournier has all season. I've seen enough. Give Grimes all of Fournier minutes. The guy making $78 million had six points. I am now 100% convinced that the only reason Fournier is starting is because of his contract. He has been worse than Kemba Walker, and Kemba has been relegated to sitting in a jumpsuit and sitting courtside every night. Fournier has done absolutely nothing as a Nick. Besides that opening game in which he scored 30 against the Celtics, he has been a fraud. Who would trade for this guy? He has easily been the worst player on this team. Easily. Grimes has already shown me that he can do this and Fournier can't. Gorilla, you, the Knicks need to gorilla, gorilla glue Fournier and his behind to the bench and have him sit next to Kemba all night, every night. I'm sick of this. The Knicks fall to 12 and 15. This team can't catch a damn break. Not only did the Knicks have Stephen Curry and the Warriors, one of the elite teams of the NBA this season, come to the garden with Curry just two three pointers away from being the new three point king. A day after Quentin Grimes' career night, he gets eliminated from eligibility. He was added to the health and safety protocol, uh, joining Toppett uh top end and Barrett. Uh Lucas Samanach is still down in Westchester. Let's get on with the game. Uh Curry, well, I mean, it wasn't like Curry wasn't going to come in and go Oh, for whatever from behind the arc. Let's be honest. He came into the game just one three-pointer away from tying Ray Allen's record and obviously two away from breaking his record. Uh, Curry made two of his first three-point shots, breaking Ray Allen's record for the most three-pointers made in the history of the National Basketball Association. Um, people beforehand were clowning the Knicks for not even getting the chance to draft Steph Curry, even, the joke of, even though the joke of a franchise named the Minnesota Timberwolves had two, two chances to draft him. Remember, they took they took Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn instead of Steph Curry, but the Knicks are the are, are the butt of the joke. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, big congrats to Wardell Stephen Curry on being the new king and changing the game. Um, it was a lengthy delay. I will say I was confused as to why there was a three minute celebration that was broadcasted on TNT for Curry, uh, followed up by a media timeout that took another what three to four minutes out of the game. Uh, but very well then. What are you going to do about that? Um, what are you going to do about that? Well, I'll tell you what the Knicks should have done. They should have won the game because this was a very winnable game for the Knicks. Alec Burks was back, by the way. The starters were Rose, Fournier, Burks, Randall, and Noel. And Noel, um, it was 24-24 after uh, the first quarter. The Knicks shot 45% from deep, or excuse me, 45% from the field, and 31% from deep. The Warriors sh- shot 8 for 21 in the stanza. Four for ten from deep. Rose had ten points. Um, the second quarter, I'm telling you, the game was winnable. Uh, Deuce McBride, Miles McBride, Deuce McBride, led the team in points in the quarter with six. Kevin Knox had five points as, as uh, McBride and Knox are able to find some playing time as COVID is starting to play a role um, within the Knicks. Burks had five in the quarter, quickly had four in the stanza. The Knicks outscored the Warriors in the second quarter, 24-23, to 23, and had the lead at the half by the minimum, 48-47. to 47. Uh, The Knicks had a chance to make Steph's memorable night in L. But third quarter comes, and right on cue, you guys, the third quarter of doom. The Knicks put together a laughable 12 minutes on TNT. The Knicks scored 16 points in the third quarter, and 12 of them came from Julius Randle. Two points came from Robinson, and a point point each from Noel and from Kevin Knox, um, as they both were able to knock down one free throw. Burks rose and quickly combined to go 0 for 12 from the field in the quarter. The Knicks go 2 for 10 from deep and 5 for 23 from the field. The Knicks were outscored by the Warriors 24-16. They were also doubled up on the boards in the third quarter. The Warriors out rebounded the Knicks 17 to 8. And Curry didn't have a great game either. He was he was cold from deep after he broke Ray Allen's record. But that third quarter ended up being the difference. The Warriors outscored New York in the fourth quarter, but just barely 34 to 32. Had the third quarter been close, this would have been a lot closer and a lot more entertaining. Um, Randall had 13 points in the fourth quarter. Um, IQ had five. Uh, nine for 20 from the field in the fourth quarter for the Knicks. Six for 11 from deep and a perfect eight for eight from the line. But the Warriors shoot 12 for 22 from the field in the fourth quarter and 7 for 15 from deep. 105 to 96, the win for the Warriors at Madison Square Garden on a historic, historic night in Manhattan. Uh, four Knicks scored in double digits. Randall had 31 points leading all scorers with 7 rebounds and 3 assists. Uh, Randall actually had the chance for 10 assists in the game, but no one was able to make their shots. That's... I, I'm not telling you, I've been told that Julius Randle has been the issue for the Knicks this season, but um, he, in the game against the Warriors, he did nothing but put his team um, on his back and put this team at a level in which they could win the game. He was able to not only make his points and grab rebounds, but he had a chance to get 10 assists in the game, but lost out on seven of those assists because his teammates can't make their shots. And that's what I've been preaching to you guys this entire season. It's not Julius' fault that his teammates can't make their shots. How is that Julius Randle's fault? Uh, Rose is kind of struggling. He had 15 points, but he did it on 13 shots. Not very efficient. He did have 6 assists. Uh, 14 uh, 14 points from Burks, 12 from IQ. $78 million man Evan Fournier with an impressive 2 points And one rebound, zero assist in 29 minutes. I'm so friggin' sick of him. I forgot to mention the fact that uh, he was on the weak side on a pick and roll in, what was it? I think the second quarter. And he saw the roller, which I'm pretty sure was uh, Kevon Looney. He saw the roller wide open. Saw the lane just part like, like, like the Red Sea, I guess. I don't know. But it just, an open lane. It could park an airplane, could taxi an airplane through the the lane that the Knicks provided for him. Fournier was on the weak side in the corner. And Fournier didn't even think about trying to clog the lane. He didn't even feign, didn't even fake like if he were going to, to, to clog the lane. You know what he did? All he did was point at the man as he drove right past him for the easiest dunk of his career if you ask Kevon Looney about that play, he would say that those were the easiest two points that he has gotten with a basketball in his hands. And I also forgot to mention that in the first quarter, I believe it was Looney, he finally rotated for once in his life, uh, did Fournier, he rotated, forcing Looney to pick up his dribble. But as soon as Looney picked up that dribble, Fournier ran away from him and started to run baseline, leaving Looney wide open. Looney went up for a floater, but luckily for Fournier, Noel was somewhat recovering and was somewhat near the vicinity to get a last chance uh, off the fingernail block. But I mean, what the hell is wrong with Fournier? I'm so, so sick of him. I am so done with Fournier. I honestly would not be mad if the Knicks were to just cut him and just stretch that contract out like they did with Joakim Noah. I am sick of Evan Fournier. The Knicks dropped to 12-16. and Pathetic. Pathetic from Fournier. We move on to the game against the Rockets down in H-Town. The Knicks looking for the season sweep against the Rockets, but COVID continues to plague the Knicks locker room and even deeper than the Knicks locker room. Uh, Kevin Knox joined Barrett, Toppin, and Grimes on the health and safety protocol, as did MSG Network's Rebecca Harlow, who shocked us with a baby bump earlier in the week, and the father might open your eyes too, but nothing has been confirmed as to who the father is, so I won't cast dispersions, but go ahead and look it up because it's a couple that I did not not expect, to say the least. Also, uh, Clyde Frazier, didn't travel to Houston as he is in protocols as well. And, you know, Clyde Frazier is respectfully up there in age. Um, So best wishes to him. They did say um, on the broadcast that um, both of them are doing just well. So uh, thank goodness. So um, in front of Mike Breen and Wally Serbiak, the Knicks battled the rockets. Jericho Sims was inactive by the way and Lucas Aminach is still down in Westchester but he's also uh, been dealing with an injury a lot of fans on twitter have been saying uh, has been claiming for um Lucas Aminach to join the New York Knicks to join the big boy roster but he's hurt boys can't 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 uh can't help if he's hurt. Uh, the Rockets they themselves have had issues as well. They had A bunch of players inactive, too. Jalen Green, John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., Daniel House Jr., Dacian Nix, and Christian Wood. All out. So, who the hell was playing? (laughs) For the Knicks, this was their lineup, Rose Fournier, for whatever reason, Burks, Randall, and Noel. And for the Rockets, it was Eric Gordon, Armani Brooks, Garrison Matthews, Jay Sean Tate. And Daniel Theis. How about that? Riveting. First quarter, um, the best quarter we have seen from Evan Fournier in about three months. 11 first quarter points for him, though his defense still reeks of ineptitude. He went three for 11 from the field. Randall had 10 points of his own. And the Knicks looked great in the first quarter. They scored 39 points in that first stanza. Tying for the most points they have scored in a quarter this season. They shot 57% from the field, 7 for 11 from deep, and a perfect 8 for 8 from the free throw line. The Rockets shot 56% from the field, but were limited to 18% from deep. But the story here will be Miles Deuce McBride, who in the post-game interview... Breen asked him, so what is it, Miles McBride or Deuce McBride? And he, with a bit of hesitation, said, Deuce. So Deuce McBride it is. He scored six points in the first quarter in a a cuticle less than four minutes. He also had a steal, did Deuce McBride. He then played almost eight minutes in the second quarter and added another five points with two steals. He was playing great defense, both on and off the ball. Um, He sealed off drives. He harassed his man away from the play and showed an ability to get downhill, attack the rim, distribute. It was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And he did this all night long. The Knicks had a 17-point lead midway through the second quarter. And then the inconsistency showed up again. Uh, The Knicks would look uninterested in defense Um, I'm just saying everything was going well for the Knicks. Everything was going very, very well for the Knicks. And then guess who got back out on the court? It was Evan Fournier. Uh, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, it just seems as though when Fournier is on the court, the, the energy level just, just plummets, um, he he got in there and started clanking some shots. Three times in the game that I counted, in the entire game. Fournier took shots that missed the rim and hit nothing but the backboard. It was hideous at moments for uh, for Fournier. In the second, um, Burks, Randall, and McBride had five points each, but the Rockets bounced back handsomely and outscored the Knicks in the second quarter, 21-18, at the half, New York saw their 17-point lead get cut down to 6, 57-51. to 51. Third quarter was about to start, and the news came down from Nick's PR that Derek Rose's ankle was sore and was ruled out for the rest of the game. So uh, this was the chance for Deuce McBride to get some more minutes. Fournier had a great third quarter. He scored 12 points. Uh, Taj Gibson scored five points in three minutes. Randall and McBride had four each. But the Rockets outscored the Knicks in that quarter, 31-27. to 27. But the story here, the fourth quarter. Wow. Even though McBride was held scoreless, thank goodness for Quick and Mitch. It was the IQ and Mitch show in that fourth quarter. Six different Knicks played in the fourth quarter. That's it. And the $78 million man, Evan Fournier, was not one of them. Burks, Randall, Robinson, Quickly, McBride, and Gibson were the six guys who played in that fourth quarter. And Quickly was unconscious from deep in the fourth quarter. He splashed five of his six three-pointers that he took in that quarter. Five three-pointers in a quarter. Fifteen points. Robinson had 6 rebounds in the quarter, went 6-for-6 from the field. He had 13 points. 28 of the 32 Knicks points in the fourth quarter came from Quickly and from Robinson. Burks, Quickly, Robinson, and McBride, those four, played the entire fourth quarter as the Knicks were able to salvage a game this week. A 116-103 win over the Rockets. Quickly led all scorers with 24 points and a career-high 7 three-pointers on 10 attempts. Fournier had 23 points. Randall, now I've been told that this is all his fault, 21 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Another respectable game from Randall. Robinson had 17 points and 9 rebounds off the bench. McBride, 15 points. Nine assists, zero turnovers, four steals. I've seen enough. I don't care that he had 23 against a terrible Rockets team. It doesn't erase the three months of horrible basketball that he has played. McBride and Grimes have already shown me more than Evan Fournier has this season. I really think that it's time for Thibodeau to tell Leon Rose to shove it. Fournier is not as good... As McBride and as uh, is not better than Grimes and 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 McBride. Fournier has shown absolutely nothing this season. Again, 23 points against a very 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 bad Rockets team that, by the way, is shorthanded. Doesn't have Jalen Green. Doesn't have Christian Wood. Doesn't it? That doesn't impress me. Fournier's 23 points doesn't really impress me. Um. With the win, the Knicks improved to 13 and 16. And again, uh, this team just can't catch a break. Friday morning, after seven three pointers made by Quickly, we find out that Emmanuel Quickly um, has been placed on the health and safety protocols and will not play against the Boston Celtics on Saturday night. So that's fun. That's real cool. Thanks, COVID. Put your masks on. Get vaccinated. Knicks improved to 13 and 16. It's time to have a dialogue. It's time to have a conversation. Um, Listen, we have to give credit to Deuce McBride and Quentin Grimes for finally getting their chance and sprinting with it, making the most out of it. Um, These two have certainly shown that they do not deserve any more DNPs, coaches' decisions anymore. McBride... It He looks like the real deal, guys. I know it was one game, but he looks like a diamond in the rough. The way that he played defense, off-ball, the way that he gets into the paint and boxes out and puts up a damn fight against bigger guys in the paint trying to get rebounds. It's been very, very impressive what we've seen out of the second-round pick in McBride out of West Virginia. And you know what? You're, we're going to have to give credit to the front office for finding these guys, especially these late guys, uh, these guys that we find late in the draft. Look at Phil Jackson. Take a look at who he drafted. We have Ogden Jamaraz, who hasn't even played in the United States yet after getting drafted in 2017. And honestly, I don't think he will, he will make the move across the Atlantic Ocean. on Thanas, uh, Antetokounmpo. He never got his chance with the Knicks. He went overseas and now is a champion with his brother in Milwaukee. Klee um, Anthony Early, remember him? He was drafted by the Knicks. And you know who was still on the board? Some Serbian guy named Nikola Jokic. Frank Nilekina was also drafted by Phil Jackson. He never got a fair shake with the Knicks, did Nilikina. Uh, Damian Dotson. Another draft pick by Phil Jackson. He was nothing spectacular for a really bad team. Um, And Dotson, he left the Knicks, went to the Cavaliers. He ended up getting cut by the Cavaliers and is now a member of the Austin Spurs down in the G League. Um, And the last, probably the best pick that Jackson made, but obviously he did not know how to manage, Chris Stapps Porzingis. That was the other draft pick. Uh, Porzingis, as we know, was looking good for the Knicks. Then he tore his ACL. And uh, during their recovery, after he tore his ACL, we never saw him again in a Knicks uniform as um, he just got displeased with the organization, with Phil Jackson, even though Porzingis hadn't really shown anything to anybody that would give him the cred to be mad at somebody like Phil Jackson. I mean... Phil Jackson, the front office member, is a joke, but Phil Jackson is still a 10-time NBA champion, if I'm not mistaken. Six of them with the Bulls, and how many of them with the Lakers? With Shaq and Kobe? I mean, again, I don't, I don't know who the hell Chris Saps thinks he is, but uh, regardless, what happened happened. He got mad at Jackson despite him not having that type of cred, and he demanded a trade, and and now he's in Dallas. Um so with that in the back of your mind who has been drafted or who Phil Jackson drafted, let's take a look at who Leon Rose has drafted. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin has been electric and can really take his offensive game to the stratosphere if he can be consistent from deep. If he develops a jumper, I think he can be a special player on offense. There's still a lot of work on defense. But you would expect with Thibodeau, even though he hasn't shown it this season, especially the team, considering that the team last year was one of the best defensive teams and this year are amongst the worst defensive teams, you would think maybe with some development from Thibodeau, Toppin will be able to become a respectable defender. But again, Toppin offensively, he can be special. He just needs to develop that outside game. That's number one. Number two, Emmanuel Quickly. The 25th pick of the first round in 2020. There's really no explanation. Quickly has been huge for the Knicks in his two years or so with the organization. A three point marksman, something that has been missing from this team for what feels like years. Um, Quickly has been electric. Um, you know, I still think that he's better than Evan Fournier. Should maybe get a chance to start, but I mean, McBride and McBride and, and Grimes have looked good too. Um, speaking of Grimes, Quinton Grimes, he himself, the 25th pick of the first round in 2021, um, he looked great against the defending champs in his first chance at extended minutes. And, you know, if, if you go ahead and drop seven three-pointers on the head of the defending champions, that's certainly not something to just, to just ignore. That's 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 noteworthy. That's no that's noteworthy right there. Um Deuce McBride, the thirty sixth pick of the twenty twenty one draft, a second round pick. I honestly think that he has all the potential in the world. You look at the way that he plays in the G League, he dominates in the G League. Everybody dominates in the G League, sure. Okay. Okay, sure. You wanna you wanna have that point? Okay, that's cool. But against the Rockets, I know it's basically a G League team as well. He looked good, and there are intangibles there that you just can't teach. That off-ball pressure, on-ball pressure, boxing out, hustling, getting downhill. He looked good. I think he has a lot of potential. How did he slide to 36? And let's not forget about Rokas Jakubaitis of Lithuania. I really hope I pronounced that correctly. Rokas of Lithuania. He's looked special in Spain for Barcelona. He's he's been doing very well out there. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's been doing very well. I've been I've seen some clips and I've read a couple of stats. Can't remember them off the top of my head at the moment, but he looks good out in Barcelona. And um all the expectations are that he should be a Nick next year. So you gotta give credit to to Leon Rose and this front offense because he's finding some pretty good players and he's finding them late. And that's certainly something that we didn't have in the last regime. I mean, Jamaraz was a second-round pick. Again, hasn't played in the States. Thanasis Antetokounmpo was a second-round pick. Never got a chance. Um, Anthony Early was a second-round pick, picked before Nikola Jokic. Clint Anthony Early isn't in the league anymore given he did get shot in Queens that one time. that probably played a part in in his career. Um, Damian Dotson was a second-round pick who's now in the G League. Mm. Phil Jackson wasn't good at finding these diamonds in the rough. Looks like Leon Rose is. So big, big credit and a big, big thank you to Leon Rose and this front office for finding these guys. All righty, let's move on to the upcoming schedule for the Knicks. Next up for the Knicks, three games. On Saturday, that is December 18th, 7 p.m. on MSG and on NBA TV, the Knicks will be in Boston to take on the Celtics again without Emmanuel quickly as he has been added to the health and safety protocols. On Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. on MSG, when it's all said and done, This will be one of the worst teams in NBA history, and they will visit the Garden on Tuesday. The Pistons will play the Knicks. The Pistons have four wins this season, guys. But, I mean, the Magic have five wins this season, and two of them are against the Knicks, so you never know. And on Thursday, Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd, the Wizards, the Washington Wizards, who have come down to earth a little bit. Um, will visit the Garden, a 7.30 tip-off on MSG. Um, Ever since uh, since, uh, Kyle Kuzma wore that ridiculous long sweater, pink sweater, um, I believe from that point, if I'm not mistaken, the Wizards have proceeded to lose 10 of their next 14 games. So um, a couple of, uh, I mean, the game against the Celtics will be tough, but I mean... That's a very winnable game against the Pistons, but that's what we thought when the Knicks played the Magic. So again, you never know. And the Wizards who are starting to um who are starting I don't want to say plummet, but are starting to come down to earth. That's that's the best description. Um that could be another winnable game. But again, you never know with these Knicks. They're so inconsistent. It's so frustrating. But there you have it. The next three games. Saturday in Boston against the Celtics. Tuesday in Manhattan against the Pistons and on Thursday in Manhattan against the Wizards. That's the upcoming schedule for the New York Knicks. Okie dokie. There you have it. Another week. Another disappointing week of basketball for the Knicks. Again, one in three. Um, a win against a depleted Rockets team in which Deuce McBride showed out. Quinton Grimes looked good against the defending champions. There are some bright spots for the Knicks in this past week, but uh, continues to be kind of rough for uh, Knicks fans um, as we get closer and closer to Christmas. That's incredible. Christmas is next Saturday. Wow. Um, I'm Andy Rodriguez. Thank you so much for listening to the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. New York Sports Nation, enhancing your New York fan experience. Um, see you next Friday. I'll, re- I'll drop an episode on Christmas Eve. Um, hopefully it'll be one that is rather joyous and less gloomy. Uh, But until then, go New York, go New York, go.